3: You're listening to FP Interviews,
1: in depth conversations with interesting people. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix.
3: Hello there, football fans. It's Footy Prime Interview. Shaman, Dunlop, Brennan, Forrest, we're all here today. Now, often we, we talk about diving in soccer and how much it's a scourge of the sport. Well, well today we're going to take a deep dive into diving with a man who made his name diving, literally. (laughs) three-time world champion, (laughs) two-time Olympic silver medalist, and footy fan, Alex Depatty. Alex, welcome to Footy Prime, the podcast.
2: Well, you know what? It's a true uh, privilege to be here with all you fine gentlemen uh, and uh, Dunlop. It's great to reconnect, my friend.
1: Yeah, buddy. My co-host from the Extra Hour on CBC's uh, Olympic coverage. Yeah. That's right. We had Craig Forrest occupying your old studio be there after Canada qualified for the World Cup. And let me tell you, his French is not as good as yours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so there's a future job from Okay, I know uh, that uh, the podcast is dog-friendly, so we might be hearing a bit of a puppy... Uh... Uh, having a blast over here so (laughs) it's
3: it's rare that we get through a show without someone's dog barking or whining. okay good Um, good there's plenty of animals in this show that's for sure um we'll get for those uh, obviously our listeners can't see you right now because they're listening but you're wearing a Fernando Torres Chelsea shirt we'll we'll get to that shortly okay but I know that you're a huge fan of CF Montreal so so the big question and the tough one to start things off for you Alex um are you a fan of the name change
2: well, I'll tell you what, I think it went around the country, but here in Quebec, it was quite the, I'm not sure I want to use this word, but almost like a scandal. You know, like uh, people were just simply not happy with it. But in, in my own, uh, it, it, in my way of seeing it, it's like, guys, it, it, you know, it's still your team and the same players. And it, there's been a lot of movement around that team, I think, over the years. But it's the same, like, it's just another name. Like now at CF Montreal, I know that there's a, a big reference to French, which is obviously quite important in this uh, in this province. But, um for me, the name change is like, guys, let's just stick to loving this team and and trying to make it go as far as possible in the playoffs as much as possible, you know
1: mm-hmm. they didn't take Montreal out of the name, so it's still the city's
2: club, right it's still <laughs> right it's still it's still the city's club, yeah,
1: it's the language laws that you guys have in that province that's why they change it club, to I, you
2: club. All, it, there, there are quite a few language laws over here uh, which. Yeah. I'm going to tell just, just between the five of us, you know, I'm not necessarily okay with, but, uh, you know, we can uh, we can definitely, uh, that's another conversation. I think for me, it's as long as, as the team continues to grow and, and do well, they could call it Mickey Mouse and, and it would be the same for me. Like as long as the team does well, it, that's what's important. As an outsider looking in, when they made that name change, it's, I mean, it didn't make sense to me because I thought the impact had so much history in this country. Right No, it's true. And then the logo, I didn't understand it. And I'm obviously, I'm a Toronto guy. So that was even worse. I was like, this is terrible what they're doing up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have a very good point about the logo. Like the logo bothered me a whole lot more than, than the name change, right? The logo was just, a, a, it's it's confusing. It's The references are, and I think this is where, you know, a lot of the people are unhappy with the change. The whole thing, it just kind of booked itself together, not nicely. <laughs> CF Montreal is fine, but whatever came with it was... Maybe a little less fine. And Jimmy, you're right. The logo was was probably a mistake. Looks like a fancy coaster.
3: <laughs> yeah, but people, people just hate change, right? People hate change. And no matter who the team is, whatever league they play, when there's change, people complain about it. Give it a couple of years. People are going to forget about that. You know? Of course. So I think someone's made of this stuff, and it drives me up the wall.
0: I don't think they'll forget about that.
3: <laughs> not if you're, not, not if you're this, on this podcast for the next few years you know? not that logo there's still a lot of impact shirts in the
1: stands right I think that's the you know that's the measurement that the, the fans have come out to support the club still but like they, they don't seem to be buying into the rebrand maybe it'll be different if they make the playoffs they got a good team so far to start the season they got some good reasons.
2: yeah but you, you know what and, you, and you're right like I think people are afraid of change not afraid but they don't like change and they're going to keep their old jerseys and they're yeah. just going to, you know, they're going to bring the impact jerseys. I got one upstairs with my name on it. It's somewhere in a box cause I just moved. So uh, I couldn't find it today, but it, it, you know, it's, it's always, and people still refer to the team as the impact, you know, like uh, unless it's someone working in the media or, or, or whatever. So I think the fans, you know, will always refer to their team as the impact. Did you ever uh, play football, soccer growing up, Alex? So here's my football story. At 2008 Olympic Games coming up, we started getting into just warming up playing football, like, uh, you know, in a small area. And four months before the Olympic Games, I break my foot playing soccer. um, Wow. And uh, (laughs) that's that's how much I know how to play. <laughs> so yeah, I jumped I jumped up to, to grab like a flying ball with my left foot and then landed on the other one completely crooked. One of the bones in my foot just snapped and, and so four months before those games, I uh, injured myself playing soccer. And that's how much I love it. Wow!
0: So You let Beckham. So you actually had you had four months to prepare.
2: Did you then for for which one? Or the 2008 Olympics? You two, say? Yep, 2008 Olympic Games. Um, so two months in a in a boot that ugly uh, boot and un, you know uncomfortable and just disgusting boot. Every time I see one, I get goosebumps. Right, so two months <laughs> in that, and then another couple of months just to get ready um, for for those games where I still don't know how I pulled it off, but uh, I got a silver medal um, uh, in in 2008. So it's crazy. the rest of my body took a hit as well. But um, yeah,
3: well, I me mean, explain to I mean, I'm no I know nothing about diving. I won't lie to you, right? I, I appreciate that's, it. at the fine. Olympics. Yeah, but yeah. when when I think of diving, I mean the spring comes through the feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good, James. Yeah. Great <laughs> Thanks, You go up. Yeah, That's very good. I'm an athlete. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so it's, it, a lot of the time when I was still in the boot and couldn't really put weight on my on my foot, I, I reached out to a bunch of people and I did a lot of aquatic training uh, just to keep fit and a lot of out-of-the-water out training to, to stay in, in a good shape. Because as soon as I broke my foot, I figured, oh, okay, well, the Olympics are over for me uh, this time around, and it's probably not gonna happen. And then uh, made a decision to, no, okay, we we do have time to recover. So the, the process was to to just keep fit for a couple of months while I can't put weight or as much weight on my foot and then the next two months try to relearn how to dive properly and and be be the athlete that uh, that that you can be um muscle memory obviously helps do you think it affected your build up alex at all do
0: you think it you could have been better even
2: than you were i think uh not because the the on that day the guy that won was having like the best day of his life you know, and for me, my my performance for a silver medal was pretty good. You know, like it was, it was maybe not the best that I could ever have, but it was definitely great. It just the rest of the body took a solid hit, like compensating, and I was on. You know, obviously, and and I think professional athletes know all about that i was on a lot of medication just to cover back pain and and everything else that started happening obviously all, all monitored and and being followed by by our team doctors but uh, yeah so that uh, soccer led me to a bit a bit of trouble but yeah. i can't i can't say that that uh, i can't say that i i'm i'm a good player at all uh you, you wouldn't want me on your team that's for sure <laughs> I don't know. I mean, listen, between you or or Dunlop, <laughs> Uh-oh. oh boy, hey, maybe maybe you've
3: <laughs> you got
2: a bit of pedigree, Alex, a guy
1: who uh, four months removed from a broken foot won an Olympic silver medal in a sport yeah. that requires his feet to spring off a board. I think you've got the advantage yeah. over me athletically,
2: buddy. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we, you, you could probably get like a couple water boys out of us, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll support your team. Hey, Alex, you know, footballers
3: will tell you that when they strike the ball well, they know the second they strike that ball it's going where it needs to go. It's going to be a goal. When you're diving, you, at what point do you know it's a great dive?
2: As soon as you hit the water, which is a good comparison, you know, and I, I can relate to the connection with the ball and and the direction they wanted to go and they're professionals, right? So they've done it a million times before. In our case for diving, it, it, you get off the board, you might be in trouble. But as soon as you hit the water, as soon as you're completely in there, you know, you've probably done maybe a great dive or an, an extremely bad dive. You, you also know once you hit the water well, when it's bad, but there is that sweet spot where and i'm sure for for football players is is the same thing it feels effortless you know you don't feel like you you force through it you don't feel like it was hard it just happens and the body follows and the motions are are right and in diving is is much the same you 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 swing the board properly or you get off the tower properly and then you get into the water doesn't it doesn't, you don't land as hard. It doesn't hurt as much as it, as it should. But, um, once it seems effortless and you're underwater, it takes, it takes, you know, half a second to know, okay, this, this was a, this was a good one.
0: You've got to tell me this because I I watch you guys when you do your dive and you go in and it's, it's unbelievable how you go into the water. Now, when I'm in a backyard in a pool (laughs) and I try to do that little raindrop, (laughs)
2: <laughs> and I'm more or less like a boulder going into the water. <laughs> right? So what's what's the technique? What do you do with your hands when you when you go into that water? So you, you look like a raindrop. Isn't that what they call it? A little raindrop or something? I'm gonna the, uh, uh, we call it a rip, uh the rip entry, you know. So I should have known that. Rip entry. And, and and Jimmy, I'm gonna reassure you right away. Um most people are exactly like you. So boulders you don't have to feel so bad about it. Right. Yeah, useless. Um, what, what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what we do is like on every dive, we grab our hands before getting into the water and all this happens extremely fast. As soon as we make contact, you try to create a hole. So we're splitting our hands wide open on both sides to s- Kind of suck the water in, uh, which is how we get that ripped entry with no splash, right? What? So, no yeah. way. So mm-hmm. all that. So there's there's a bunch of work happening underwater. Like your body has to keep curling and and just trying to you know suck in as much water as possible. um Yeah, it's like a whole science. No
0: wonder <laughs> wow. I can't do it. I actually uh, let you guys know. I actually i did, i did diving when I was a kid. And I, oh, yeah. I lasted about three seconds. What, scuba? No, it was Coquitlam Sharks <laughs> <Scuba> diving. <laughs> diving team. This big
1: giant on a diving board. I, oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I had the body type for it, for sure. It's like <laughs> a tree jumping off a diving board. <laughs> so I got
0: this, this, the low board, right? Okay, that's fine. I got that. Then I was like terrified of the the high board, right? And so they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sit you on the end of it. You probably know all about this, right? So sit you on the end of it and just sort of fall off like that, right? That's how you start. I fall off and I'm just, I go straight down like this. I belly (laughs) flop out of all belly flops. It just, I was in so much pain. My chest was all red and everything else. And Forget about doing the rip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because a lot of the kids, when they start learning, it's it's kind of like counterintuitive to to go f- forward, you know. So a lot of people, much like uh, yourself, you kind of lift up, so you're afraid to take your head down or like to tip over. So um, it's not unusual. I wish yeah. I would have seen it though. That would have been that well, would nice. have been awesome.
1: Big redwood falling into the water. But.
0: I attempted the triple indie before. Have you tried that?
2: Oh, nice. No, I didn't try the that. triple see Lindy. You got that ahead
0: of me. Oh, Yo, you haven't done that one. I right? never what did is that? What's a triple Lindy? The trippy Lindy. says that like dance. What is it? What is that? You fell back to school. Are you never seen the triple Lindy? He's like, Well,
1: no, because we're like, we're not 80. Check it out online. <laughs> <laughs> the triple Lindy. Yeah, it sounds like a substitution that some manager would make in League One.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's the triple check Lindy. It it's, one of, it's the best dive ever. We will. Hey, Alex, when you go on vacation, right? And you're hanging out around the pool and someone recognizes you, like, are they like, can you, can
2: you go and give us a dive? Every single time. It must be so annoying. <laughs> it's uh and, and I, it's a, always a hard no. It's like, no, nope, <laughs> I'm retired. I'm done. I have. I did 20, I served for 22 years, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm officially done. But it, it does happen a lot, you know, as, as soon as we're around a pool, especially if it's people I haven't seen for a while or, hey, you know, like give us a dive or if, if people I don't know, like do a backflip, do something and like. You should do a belly flop, just completely <laughs> balls it up. Big I, belly yeah, flop. Absolutely. I think, you know what, that's a great idea. That'll be my yeah. plan from now on, just belly yeah. flop. It's yeah. like
3: ruin, their, ruin the whole, you know. Ruin everything. Yeah,
2: of- yeah You're expecting great diving? No, you're yeah. going to get a full-blown belly flop. Or no? a cannonball. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> or just <laughs> use the stairs and go in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everyone knows that Quebec travelers are very quiet and understanding. I'm
3: sure it's a, a polite decline oh, in of a photo and you get to move on, yeah. right? No,
2: no scandals yeah. there, right? Uh, <laughs> including uh, vacation people.
3: Speaking of scandals, Alex, t- talks about the Olympic Village. All right. It sounds amazing. I mean, where, you, where you, you mean the four Olympic this? Games? Well, It's up to you where you go. It's four Olympic Games, though. Where do you think we're going with this? <laughs> but I mean, all these huge Olympic, you know, global names walking around, hanging out with with lesser-known amateur athletes. I mean, how was that experience overall? The all those Olympic villages.
2: Well, uh, t- to have lived for um, was quite amazing because they were also very different. You know, I can tell you that in two thousand four. Well, 2000, my first ones, uh, yeah, the first experience, Sydney was, uh, Sydney was great. Uh, in Athens, it was quite a different experience since they didn't really manage to complete the village uh, until the very end of the games. <laughs> so there was no gr- grass or anything. And then we get to Beijing. London was absolutely awesome, um, you know, close to the venues as well, which was good. But in Beijing um, was the start of, of an era uh you know in in terms of technology so we could in our own room we'd had wi-fi and uh we could you know spend some time in your in your room and and not have to go to the business center to get to your computer but also it's like that time around there was a bunch of superstars uh you know spending a couple of days in the village just to go around and they want to live the experience too one of them being, if I remember correctly, uh, Ronaldinho, you know, of all players uh, in soccer, who was so amazing. And I remember him just walking around with a couple of obviously people protecting him because there was a mob of people just following him around wherever he went just to see the village because it was a really, really almost uh, exotic place uh, that they created. Um, And then, you know, there's always a bunch of stuff that happens in the village. I'm uh, I'm sure that you guys know a little bit about some stories that could have happened in an Olympic (laughs) village. Uh, But uh, but for me, it was it was great to um, at at those games while I was just finishing, uh, you know, competing. And won that medal after that injury on my foot playing soccer to watch the final in the bird's nest. You know, it was uh, Argentina against Nigeria, I believe. Right, Dunlop? Yeah.
1: Argentina beat Nigeria. Star-studded team Argentina had.
2: And the team they had and, and you know, I know I'm not making friends with you right now, Dunlop, but you know, Messi being the greatest player ever. Stop it. Um, Thank you.
3: Well said. No way. You're, you're
1: on the uh, Messi and Ronaldo side just because you saw him win an Olympic gold medal. Look at the players no. he had much like Spain, Javier Mascherano. He had no. Sergio Aguero and Maria. Uh,
3: he always needs help. Calm down now, B. We've got a guest on. Be polite.
2: Hey, hold on a <laughs> second here. It, it, he's not, it's not even about that gold medal. He's just the best ever. Oh. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. Uh, he, ronaldo's great okay but somebody else is greater and that's Lionel messi Uh, there you go i've said it. well said i witnessed that final in a box in in the bird's nest i had the the privilege to to be invited through another chinese diver and um it, it was just awesome you know like just to just but like but dunlop you said it like the team was And I didn't really realize it at the time, but you're you're mentioning all these names and you figure, oh, my God, that was a solid team back then, you know, like it should have been the World Cup and not the Olympics. And then they, you know, might have locked it in. You
0: know, Alex, I got to ask you about that, because, you know, Olympic Games, you know, is a massive deal in Canada, for instance. But you, you know, we, we talk about your silver medals at the Olympic Games, but you won the World Championship. In one meter, three meter, and the ten meter platform. I right. believe now. I think you're the only guy that's ever done that. Am I right or wrong? But it's that's a huge deal. But people tend to look at the Olympic Games and talk about those. Do you, do you find that frustrating? In a lot of sports, we do that. I think.
2: Um, yeah, but like I think once you're like once you're in the sport and at, at that level where where you're able to compete for for medals and, and things like that like in diving for example we all we all know it's the same guys that are going to be at the world championships than at the olympics but that's the olympics those those five rings they just make it more prestigious because it comes you know every 4 years and that's the time that you have to perform on that day no matter how sick you are in the morning no matter how bad you slept the night before no matter how uh uh how bad the food was wherever wherever the competition's happening you got to perform now and you know it, 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 this is why it makes it so prestigious so the world championships obviously is also uh very prestigious but comes every couple of years but there's no rings there's no like it, it it's just it's just different and we we kind of uh, we kind of know what what that's like but I'm always excited and I bring it back to, to football now. Um, I'm always excited when it's a World Cup year. You know, like I feel like the Olympics are big, but the Soccer World Cup is the biggest sporting event in the world. It's bigger than for me. Anyways, I feel like it's bigger than the Olympics, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And interesting that is that in the men's game. It's not the 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 pick because even we look at you talk about Messi winning the gold medal. It wasn't until he won Copa America, uh, what a year ago, two years ago, that they considered it his first international tournament. It's like, well, you won a gold medal. It's like, right. no, but that didn't count. I mean, it's a U twenty three tournament as yeah. well for the men. Uh, the women's full at the moment because they're still building that side of the game. But it's a, it's, it's something that's interesting. And and FIFA obviously don't want a Korean chips. They want the FIFA the World Cup to stand alone, and that's why they they uh, keep the men's tournament at a U twenty three. Level,
2: yeah, and and like, it, and it's really interesting. Like, and I'm totally comfortable uh, uh, accepting that the the World Cup is is the biggest sporting event in the world. Um, mm. It draws the most ratings, I'm sure, um, mm. and and everybody's excited about it. And I think for Canada this year to to have qualified when Italy is not in it, I mean. Okay. Are are we like, is this the real world that we're (laughs) living in right now? Like Italy four time, uh, you know, world cup champions 2006. I was in little Italy here in Montreal, uh, just helping out a friend of mine at his restaurant because it was completely, it was, you know, it was completely nuts. Uh, and you know, they won, it it was crazy. And, that's not that long ago. And now they haven't even qualified for two straight World Cups. Like,
1: And they're European champions. They're missing out and they're European champions. Yeah. The and second time what's in going a row.
2: on? You know yeah. what I mean?
1: I hope that Little Italy is covered in red and white. It should be because they should be all supporting Samuel Piet um, amongst <laughs> yeah, others. Of course. But certainly in Montreal. Samuel
2: Piet uh, hopefully gets to play. Uh, you know, it's a. For, I think for for any. Quebecer I mean the odds were, were pretty much close to none uh, five years ago for for any Quebecer to be part of the World Cup and now this Canadian team has done so much uh, you know Pat Bernier uh, he was he's been part of the the impact for so long still involved Um he won't get to play, but I'm sure for him that Team Canada is is part of this big tournament is going to be something that uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I guess they're watching every game uh, at at the house uh, for sure when that happens, and if even if maybe he gets to go there and support the team. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, for Samuel Piet, like I, I've I haven't met him. I, I think I, I may have interviewed him through, through obviously through through the media. Uh, a, a little while ago, but um, I know that for him it's like a dream come true to to be part of of this massive tournament. Well, again, the biggest tournament. Max Crepo part of the team. Yeah, you know, yeah. like for these guys, uh, I can't even imagine what it's oh wow well, actually I can, because I, I've, I went to the Olympics myself. That was, <laughs> that was my dream. Uh, so I know, I know how they're feeling. Yeah. And, and again, for, for Sam, uh, I really hope that, uh, you know, his physical condition allows him to at least get in some, some play and, and say, I, he got on the pitch to, uh, to take part in the world cup for Canada, you know?
3: Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, he's been a warrior mm-hmm. for his country. He's, you know, he sacrificed a lot. He's, been in Mm -hmm. some trips that he probably would rather not have been on but he's one of those guys that he's not a star but he's done a great job for his country and for his club teams and I'm a huge fan of his as well as we all are on this podcast but let's go back to what you're saying about the pressure and every four years for Olympics every four years for a World Cup compared to the World Championships I mean that talk about that pressure I mean you break your foot four months before Olympics like the worst almost the worst possible scenario
2: oh no I got I've got one better okay Uh, go ahead go ahead yeah uh, we got a 2012, um, Olympics. I, so six weeks before I smashed my head into the springboard in, uh, in a training session in Spain. So imagine that I, if, I, I, I don't know how, uh, X rated this is, but it, it, essentially I got, I scalped myself and then, you know, had to get a proper operation. That was six weeks before, and the coach that I had at the time, who's a good good friend, an old teammate that became my coach, <laughs> long story short, we're at the hospital, and he comes to see me and goes, "So I spoke to the doctor, and they say that in three weeks your you know your wound's going to be okay. so are we going to the Olympics or what?" And I was like, "Oh boy." So breaking the foot four months prior was one thing. And then smashing the head um, six weeks before was was much much worse than uh, than the <sighs> foot.
3: And you you had concussion issues from that as well.
2: Yeah, I but uh, I did the whole uh, concussion protocol, and so ten days later I started moving slowly again. I just I just went there, and and it, it wasn't obviously the performance I wanted, but at least I made it to my fourth Olympic Games. You know, like uh, after such an injury and the pressure that comes with it, like, and to go back to your question is even after that accident or, or the one in, in Beijing 2008 with my foot, it's like, we're just built to, to, I'm wired to to want to win, you know, like no matter what, like no matter what my condition is, no matter how bad or how good I feel that day, we just want to win. Right. And I think that, that that's something that just runs through many or if not all the athletes blood. It's just like once once the guys are on the pitch or once I'm on a board, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm there for business. Um, I, I mean, I mean business. And I was in I was in luck to have a chance every single time that I, I was competing to, to have a chance to win. So that was, that really fed that hunger all the time. So the pressure that comes with it is, it's like, it's like I created it myself. It's I'm, I'm a victim of my own success. Right. So, and, yeah. and, yeah. and the person that, that applies the most pressure on themselves was me. I, I wanted it more than anyone else around me. Right. doesn't matter the fans, doesn't matter the coach, doesn't matter my parents, my, my sister, my friends, I wanted to win more than anyone else. And and so I applied the most pressure on myself.
0: I think Charm, some from the difference between football and what we're talking about with Alex, I think is, is that you've got a chance to recover in football. Like there's a there's a time, um, but if you add it up Alex's whole complete time of competing at the Olympic Games, it's it's less probably than a minute, right? Just like right. so your your pressure is literally in seconds. And you have to do it. So all the practice and practice and the thousands of hours, it comes down to literally s- seconds.
2: Like, yeah, no, for sure. And and the one thing that, um, if I could try to make a comparison w- with uh, with a soccer game or a difference actually is like for us, if I miss a dive, you gotta brush it off and move on to the next because. The next one's coming up and you can't be looking back at what what happened no no no, you gotta look look ahead. so the guys you know if they make a mistake on the pitch uh, it creates a goal um for against your team you got I think it's the same thing you gotta just refocus okay mm-hmm. this is behind us you gotta yeah. look ahead always just always look forward I always, right? always so, like
0: that at United until number seven goal went in and I was like <laughs> fuck this a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, brush yourself off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look forward. Look forward. I was hoping the clock went
1: out. Yeah, we remind Craig a lot that he was in goal for the nine-nil uh, thrashing. Um, yeah, it, it was a record for a long time until only very recently, right, Craig?
0: Well, it's, it's still the record. it's just tied.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you share now <laughs> with other guys. You share you share history with um, who was yeah. in goal for Southampton? Wasn't Fraser Forster? Was it? Forget now yeah i do too whoever
2: it was anyway whoever whoever but, it was they didn't get much work that day no, well <laughs> that's right hey alex um any long-term effects from that head injury on the board um not that i know of so that's that's good news i I, I guess that's a question you'd have to ask uh, the people around me see if they yeah uh,
0: yeah we're noticing we're noticing a few things though, that's why i asked
2: Oh, okay, good, good. So, um, yeah. we so can the, get back to that, uh, to that game that you were talking about. You
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Manchester United. I was trying to think the, the Greg Luganis one was that in the Olympics when he yes, it was right, 80, yeah. 19,
2: 1988 in Seoul, right? Um, so compared, compared to mine, it and obviously, every time a diver hits their head on the board, um, and Greg Luganis, for those who don't know. Uh, that are listening is probably the greatest diver that's ever lived. Um, actually, changed the sport and and is an idol of mine. So his was about, I guess, maybe an an in, an inch, a bit over an inch in the middle of his head. Um, but that was during competition, and he won the Olympic games the next day. <laughs> wow! So unreal. Talk about you know resilience and and being just the absolute greatest diver ever.
3: Could you have now say you did your injury, the exact same injury. Could you have competed the next day? If you had to no, at the Olympic games, no chance, no, right?
2: not mine, not mine. Uh, yeah. So pe- people are not going to see the, the video, but you guys can see it. Like I was like, I got it all across the head. Like my really? like full forehead is a is a it's full blown a, scar. Yeah, there's a scar yeah. right
1: right along your hairline. You're fortunate
3: that it blends in on your hairline. We should get yeah. we should get Alex and uh, and Hume on the same show. Have a
2: comparison. You'll have yeah. a better
0: hairline than me, though, Alex.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. only dream of that. <laughs> well, I mean, look. At least it's on the hairline. Uh, it could have been right across my face, and that could have. Yeah you know, ended my uh, TV career. So,
3: so you, were, so it hit you, you have, you were faced down to the water, so to speak, Were you Wasn't it. Luganus Le- Le- was, he was, I think at the back of his head,
2: wasn't it? Right. So right in the middle of his head, because he was going, okay. So quick explanation. He was going to like face, uh, facing the water, flipping backwards. So, right. so then it, you know, it hit the middle of his head. I was back uh to the water flipping towards the board and when my so head straight. sort of <laughs> caught it it just you know ripped you the top know the off rest. peeled back oh, yeah. yeah yeah everything Ugh. everything went back
3: yeah we should do like when we, when we get a footy prime video going we're gonna do some uh you know some replica look, look yeah. back at history and kind of try and uh do our own versions of Re- this
2: recreate it
3: yeah that's the one yeah, yeah. go to jimmy's pool
2: yeah and, you'll, uh, you'll have come. to invite me again <laughs> yeah to do your cannonball <laughs> yeah i could i can teach you how to do a cannonball even <laughs> that's a proper it. one
3: let's do it that should be in the olympics it should be part of the diving cannonball cannonballs
1: all the yeah. sports that they're at in the, the olympics, olympics alex they could fit it in there
2: yeah they're, the olympics are trying to expand so uh, this could be yeah. a great suggestion that's for sure yeah,
3: like water displacement. That's how you get the measurement. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you got to yeah. get
2: as much. Instead of getting as much water in and no splash, it's the, pre- <laughs> that the person that gets as much out that's going to win. It'd be a lot more I fun. Like a lot more it. fun
3: training, yep. wouldn't it? You know, like I'm, oh, I'm eating. I'm on a fast food diet for the next three years.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was going to say it's uh, the the training uh, part of it's going to be a lot more fun.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <and wild> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> One more story cuz Alex, uh, I know that your introduction to English football and both Jimmy and Craig played in some, you know, less than beautiful parts of England, some people would describe. Um but your first English football experience was at Sheffield, right? Sheffield
2: United? Yes. oh I, I um oh, you're bringing you're bringing me back. I uh we we were competing, we competed in Sheffield uh quite a few times. And I was a bit young and um <laughs> quick story about Sheffield before I get to the football game. Please. Um it, our hotel was walking distance from um from from the pool and <laughs> on our way there there was a pub and uh it was the first time in my life that I saw people smoking cigarettes and having beers at 7 30 a.m. outside of a pub <laughs> in England. <laughs> i was i was uh and it was tuesday oh it was oh yeah yeah any any day it didn't really matter that was beautiful but then we went to sheffield united um for a game because we figured hey we have an afternoon off and and we're there so we, let's go see a professional game and uh they split the crowds right so <laughs> i'm sure you guys know all about that they don't want the fans to mix over there at least that's the way it was back then uh because yep, there's cops everywhere and they're afraid of fights and and there's fences and and kids giving the old you know i know Middle you finger. guys could see it <laughs> uh you know the old Throwing finger the bird yeah that, exactly uh it, <laughs> it was epic um you know it's not a big stadium uh, i don't know if they play there still uh same they're, they're they're up in division one now right i think they guys don't know if they were division one by
1: second tier now
0: yeah they
2: okay. were the
1: premier league but they're back in the second division now yeah mm. oh they're back they, down they're okay, for so. promotion because
2: mm. they don't have a big uh it's not a big st- It's like thirty thousand people right it's but
0: yeah pressure like, loud though and that one end yeah. is the one end zone uh, well, you're probably you're probably sitting main stand, so it would have been to your right that one end zone, and then the away supporters are at the top tier of the. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. you can't mix them together no. because uh, could, that could no. cause Kill quite each other. a yeah. bit of havoc. So, but, uh, but that was mm-hmm. my first experience. I also like I hadn't been to many hockey games here or anything like that, so to see just like the division and uh, fans and mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was that was a. Uh, Quite amazing to see. So, uh Good to ask you yeah. actually. I
3: mentioned before that the early on about your shirt today, Fernando Torres. Yes, you're wearing the Chelsea shirt now. Obviously, a legendary player, not so much a Chelsea, but prior to that, you know, an incredible player. You got an affiliation with, with Torres El uh, el Nino, wasn't he called? El Nino, el Nino. yeah. El Nino, course. yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, El mm. Nino. I he was, I just, I don't know.
1: Great diver, that's what it was. <laughs> um,
2: <Yeah. laughs> okay just t- don't get don't get too harsh on him okay i think he, i just love the way he played i i he like back then i was diving i wanted tattoos he had tattoos he's always had the you know stylish hair and it just everything fit and he was a great player so el nino was uh was my guy back then
3: yeah wonderful footballer he really was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He Really was. well listen yeah. uh alex thanks so much for this this was a lot of fun um guys, we like crossing you, you, over the sports here right so uh, it, great yeah perspective yeah, of course. To yeah
2: you guys were amazing uh thanks for having me on and um you know we'll speak again next time uh by uh by a pool somewhere
3: absolutely yeah, yeah and you can sure show us how to right. actually uh, separate the water to, to make less splash because i had no idea that's i that's incredible. i had no idea <laughs> yeah. about that that's brilliant
2: the ca- no no we're doing the cannonballs.
1: We'll make sure everybody knows you're
0: at the pool. Yeah.
2: What do you think they were
0: doing, charms, when they show the underwater shot when they go under and right away they?
2: I have no idea. I think
3: they're swimming so they don't drown. Get back to the surface again. I have no clue. I never understood it, but I'm always compelled by it. Like, it looks really cool. Like, wow. Yeah. You I know just how to put a do backspin that. on a cue ball, though, don't you? Damn right, absolutely. A little bit of English, you know it. The so Czech side. Speaking of which, the World Championships coming to its conclusion right now. Oh, so uh, we should go, Alex. Thanks, mate. Really enjoyed this. We we'll chat soon
2: guys you were amazing thank you so much that was alex de
3: pate we hope you enjoyed that everyone that was a ton of fun we love the old crossover sports we'll do more of that in, in the coming weeks and months So uh, we'll see you in a couple of days time Just watching and listening